Brothers and sisters, I, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to live in a manner worthy of the call you have received. St. Paul, in his letter to the Ephesians, he tells us that he is a prisoner for his faith in Jesus Christ. In other places in St. Paul's letters, not only does he identify himself as a prisoner, he says, I write to you in chains. St. Paul's faith in the Lord was so great that he was willing to suffer everything for Christ. He was willing to suffer torment. He was willing to suffer banishment. He was willing to suffer rods and shipwreck. And ultimately, St. Paul, he even suffers death for his faith in Jesus Christ. Part of the Christian life, and the part of the way in which we judge our own faith, is to see, are we willing to endure suffering for Christ? Are we willing to endure embarrassment and humiliation for Christ? Are we willing to suffer uncomfortability for Christ? Are we willing to give things up for our faith? Are we willing to stand firm in the truth of the gospel, even when it's difficult and unpopular? St. Paul urges us to live in a manner worthy of the call you have received. You know, unless we're blind or unless we are willfully obstinate, it's entirely obvious that the Christian faith is under great difficulty these days. And in some way, the Christian faith has always been under great struggle. Christians for centuries, since the very beginning, have, have struggled to stand firm in the faith of the church and in the faith of the gospel. We are all here tonight and have the privilege of receiving the sacraments we have the privilege of hearing God's word. We have the privilege of gathering together in God's holy house because men and women like St. Paul from the very beginning of the church were willing to be prisoners for their faith in Christ Jesus. We're willing to lay down everything in testimony to the gospel and to the truth. In these days, we can see examples of how it is that the, the circle is being drawn around Christians and, and the circle is closing in. Very soon the mandate from the Health and Human Services Department is going to compel Catholic institutions and Catholic individuals to provide artificial contraception to, to their employees. Right? And, you know, although it's unpopular to say, you know, the church has always taught that artificial contraception is contrary to the gospel of life, contrary to the truth, contrary to what Christ envisions for all of us, what Christ envisions for, for the mystery of marriage. This week, you know, the mask in a way came off when we were told that if somebody believes that marriage is between a man and a woman, which 10 years ago, everyone in this church, everyone sitting here today, would have said, well, of course, that's what it is. None of us would have ever doubted this. But today, if you hold that belief, there are cities very close to us and cities throughout the country where those people are told, you're not welcome to have a business in our city. 
The circle is closing in. And we're all confronted with a choice. And that choice is whether we are going to be comfortable and conform to the ways of this world or whether we are going to allow our faith in Christ to guide everything that we do. In the opening prayer for today's Mass, I forget exactly how it went, but the opening prayer begged God that we might use the things of this world only in so far as they help us to cling to the things that endure forever. It said the things of this world pass, so help us to use those things only in so far as they help us to cling to the things that endure forever. What endures forever? What endures forever is Christ, the one Lord. What endures forever is our one baptism, the one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. St. Paul urges us and the liturgy today urges us to cling to only that which lasts forever. In the gospel today, we have our Lord who feeds the 5,000 in number, and at the end we're told that there was so much that there were 12 wicker baskets left over with fragments. These 12 wicker baskets, they are the symbol of the church. It is in the church that we find Christ, It is in the church that we find the truth. It is in the church that we find everything that we need to have eternal life. All of us today have to answer an important question. Do we find our sufficiency in Christ? Or do we hope to find more outside of Christ? Do we hope to find more beyond Christ? Do we hope to find more outside of the 12 wicker baskets? Christ is our sufficiency. Everything that we need is found in Christ. An overabundance is found in the person of Jesus Christ. As I was standing at the back of church this evening, watching you all come in, I was struck once again by how many young people attend this particular Mass. And I want to speak to you in a very special way tonight because these readings, in so many ways, are meant for you. Christ needs you to be a witness to Him. Christ needs you to bear witness like St. Paul bore witness to Him, even to the point of chains, even to the point of death. I know for many of you in high school, you attend high school, and maybe even in Catholic high schools, you hear things that are contrary to what the church teaches. People might tell you things like, well, if you're going to have sex outside of marriage, make sure that you use contraception so you don't get a disease. Well, what's wrong with sex outside of marriage is not that you might get a disease. What's wrong about sex outside of marriage is that it offends God and it offends your human dignity and it offends the human dignity of the other person. It can be embarrassing to be the only one to stand firm in the faith. It can be embarrassing to be the only person in your class who believes that the killing of the unborn is is unjust. 
Don't be afraid. If you're that one person, stand firm in your faith. Christ will reward you handsomely for, for your faith. Right? Cling to what is eternal. Don't cling to what is necessarily popular at a given moment. Among the things that the opening prayer for today's Mass, when it says, you know, help us only to use the passing things of this world and so far as they help us to, to cling to what endures forever, well, popularity passes. Believe me, it passes. Stand firm in Christ. There is only one Lord. There is only one faith. Not many, one. There is only one Spirit and one God and Father of all. If you want to know what's true, what gives life, if you're hungry for meaning, if you're hungry for the, for the good things that the Lord wants for us, you have no need to look any further than into the 12 baskets that the Lord has given to us. In those 12 baskets, in the life of the church, Jesus provides to us everything we need, not only for happiness in this life, but for eternal happiness. The circle is closing in, and all of us today, as the church has for centuries, have to make a decision as to whether our faith is strong enough to trust that Christ is sufficient for me. In Jesus is my abundance. Jesus today needs witnesses. When we are together in the faith, we're at our strongest. And when we're divided, we are at our weakest. This is why St. Paul tonight, in his letter, he says, I, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to live in a manner worthy of the call you have received, with humility and gentleness and patience, bearing with one another through love. Why? Striving to preserve the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. It's when we are unified in Christ, unified in the church, unified in the breaking of the bread, unified in the sacraments, unified in the moral life, unified in our faith in what marriage is, unified in what our faith in the Lord is. It's in these moments in our unity that we are the strongest and are able to bear witness to Christ. Brothers and sisters, St. Paul urges you and he urges me to live in a manner worthy of the call that we have received. We have been chosen by Christ to be his people. We have been chosen by Christ to hear the gospel and to be believers and to be his witnesses throughout the world. Jesus has chosen us. How beautiful is that? He has chosen us. He has called us. Let us live in a manner worthy of such a noble call.